0: Dr Homebrew is brought to you by 5 Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling and winemaking at 5starchemicals.com. Dr Look! Stand aside nurse. I'm Dr Homebrew.
1: Welcome to the show,
2: everybody. Dr. Homebrew, back in the studio, ready to talk some homebrew, ready to talk a bunch of stuff, as Keith is going to open a two-liter bottle of seltzer water. Refresh. refresh E. There's an E at the end of refresh e refresh E. Man, seltzer water's so good. When I was was a young guy, I, I hated seltzer water. I thought it was trash. I can't get enough of it now. Is that two liters going to be gone by the time the show's over?
3: That's the goal. <laughs> I don't
4: drink seltzer water. There's too much good beer in the world to mess with other, beer no, other carbonated water. beverages.
3: I, I do have a friend who tends to make, like, uh, Pilsner's and Helles's. And, uh, you know, Helles's. That's a weird thing. Hell-I. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he adds uh, seltzer water to the beer when he drinks them just so he can drink. I don't know if it's more or... You know, to space it out or what is, what's Spritz going it on? Up, lighten yeah, it up. It's always like, oh, I'm gonna make a light version of this. I'm just gonna add seltzer water to <laughs> it. Is how I'm
2: gonna do it. So, I think that's. I mean, that's the way to go. Jamil, a heretic, will take the shallow grave, the porter, a robust porter, and add seltzer water to it in like a half half, and he calls it a watery grave, and it makes it just a pretty nice, mild. <laughs> it's pretty good. And that's a thing. It's a mixed drink, I guess, if you want to call it. You can uh, order that over at Heretic. Um, before we get uh, into all of that, though, of course, I want to thank our fine sponsor, title sponsor of the show, Five Star Chemicals. Yes, they bring the show to you. They were here from the beginning. They believed in the show. They believed in what we're doing. And, uh, you know, they're still around. So uh, hit them up, 5starchemicals.com. Let them teach you all about the various ways to improve your beer. Because if you're not sanitizing and you're not cleaning and you're not doing those in reverse order, and you're not using five star <laughs> chemicals, you you could be making better beer. I'm just going to say it, and uh, I think that's pretty clear. The beer is clear. The beer may not be clear. Who knows? You can have clean equipment and very hazy beer. You can.
3: It, it may be intentional. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I hope. I wish it wasn't, but uh, anyway, check them out. 5 dot Ask for them at your local homebrew shop. If they don't carry Five Star, you should really ask for it. Ask for it. Write the folks at Five Star. Find out where you can buy it. If you if you want to shop local, and that, you know we understand that as well, uh, you know check that stuff out.
3: I mean, but not all hazy beer is bad, right, JP? I mean, a Hefeweizen, for example. You are are you okay with that being hazy? <laughs> Why beer? are we getting into this right now? Yeah, got to start. You got uh, right to start appreciate the haze. The, Get right to the point here. You know? I was going to bring in some hazy cans of uh, oh, you know, haze God. bro beer, whatever the hell, uh, beers, but I was like, oh, these guys aren't going to, they're just going to tear them apart. So, uh, you get a little yeah.
2: haze in your saison, you just dump it out? Or... Yeah, you can save those. Save those cans for, for less refined palates, please. <laughs> As we've established on this show numerous times, Keith, I am a super taster. Okay? So let's just, uh, let's just get with that. We'll talk about haze later. Well, yeah, when I'm not in the room got a lot Please, of let's talk about, about that <clears throat> let's talk about that um before we get to any beer tonight i do want to bring on uh, a special guest a uh i'd say a, f- a friend of the show but you know we'll see uh <laughs> paul is from <laughs> censorshare paul are you there yes this is me hello man how thanks. you doing man i'm very good thanks for having me on i of really course. appreciate it yeah man thanks for taking the time you're all the way over there on the east coast man it's late I appreciate that. Yes,
5: it is, but that's okay. This is one of the advantages of working with a college buddy is that he lets you sleep in in the morning a little bit and <laughs> there you get go. you ready for a podcast <laughs> tonight. It works out really well.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man. They'll uh, pass on our appreciation
5: for sure. Oh, absolutely. I will. I absolutely will. So what have you guys been talking about so far?
2: Uh, not a whole lot. We're talking about hazy beer and how much it turns my stomach, and uh, that's about it. Um, but we wanted to get you on to talk about... Um, well, remote, uh, digital hydrometers, uh, you know, specifically we, we used to have the beer bug on, at, uh, on the show, um, as a sponsor and they went away and you guys are here and uh, I want to talk to you about that a little bit about what sensor is doing and, um, what the new product is and what we're, what yeah. we're, what we're trying to do here as a, as a community.
5: Yeah, I'm right there with you. We're we're on the same page about that, and that's that is exactly. We are basically the the company that rose from the like we we rose from the ashes of what the the beer bug was, and that's mm-hmm. my silly metaphor. But but that's kind of we are coming in and we've we've created this device, and we've we're really excited about the technology, and it's it, there's finally this digital hydrometer that really really does work. The brew perfect. Doing. So yeah. So what what are you wondering about it?
2: Well, uh, just let me know uh you know what um i don't know what's what, tell me who it's for tell me tell me a little bit about it tell me about how it works if you can give me any patent relevant information that I can steal and start my own company, <laughs> that would be ideal <laughs> um, but no I I, I, mean, <laughs> I I think we should just talk about really you know what what your goal is for the brew perfect
5: yeah okay so i so really the best thing might be to give you kind of a little history of of why we're here because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a number of reasons. And and that's one of the things, that's one thing we look at the beer bug as it's, you know, even though it was a device that, that the beer bug itself did not work. It's that is the reason we're here today, which is really, really good. So, so about a year ago, um, a good friend of mine, a college friend of mine, Connor Trebor and his dad, Chris Trebor. Um, Chris has, Chris works for a software company, and they were doing business with Parasitics, and Parasitics was the company that actually they were the company behind the beer bug. Okay. Um, so Connor and Chris came in, and and I don't know all the details, but I know that almost exactly a year ago, coming up, it'll soon be exactly a year. They they um, put everything that they had into buying that company because they really they they saw this idea, they saw this technology, this beer bug, this digital hydrometer. And they're like, that's really cool. But they were hearing everywhere that it wasn't working. Um, and it was mm. it was just one of the it's it's one of those simple things where the idea was brilliant, the technology was really cool, um brewers were getting really, really excited about it and, and it just it just didn't really execute, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Um, nobody wanted so, to put bugs in their beer, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's something about bugs in the beer that you don't want. Right. Um, so it was so they came in, and they, they ended up buying the company.
2: Okay.
5: Um, they rebranded it. They renamed it to CensorShare. Um, and Beer Bug kind of is, is a part of our past now. Actually, not kind of. It, it really is. So yeah. they spent the last year and lots of money and lots of time and, and a lot of back and forth and a lot of road trips and, and packing stuff in the back of their cars and, and rebranding and redesigning um, rebuilding this this device from the ground up, and it's really exciting. And then I came on. Connor and I have been friends since college, um, and I've been graduated. You know, I've been out of college now for for almost a decade, so I'm getting older as we speak. Wow. Um, <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. That's not aging. what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We can de- We can we can we can reminisce about that later. But we but Connor and I have always been good friends. He actually brought me on in the last couple months, and I. I was sold. I mean one of the things we always got along one of the things we, we linked with and, and we connected with was the enthusiasm and Connor's um, he's got a heck of an entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit and um, when he explained what he was doing it's really it's really exciting. So to where we are now we've got this device that really is is, is not the same as the as the beer bug anymore and this device is the brew perfect wi fi digital hydrometer. Um, it is and it's it's almost completely different, except for the core functions and and the basic the basic functions and and that core technology that was behind the beer bug that that made okay. the beer bug exciting
2: Wow, so you guys have really just just retooled this whole thing
5: retooled it we i mean we had to yeah um, we had to rebuild it from the ground up and it's and the people behind the beer bug were very, very brilliant people they were really. They knew what they're doing. They were technical-minded people. Mm-hmm. There were some business minds there, but it just when when homebrewers tried to use the beer bug, um, I never I never used it. I didn't even know what a beer bug was before I came on to Censor Share and I quickly learned it just didn't execute. You know, and it was kind of like, um, from what I understand, it was kind of like a you know it was like a car without a motor. Um, <laughs> and now we've we've came back we've we spent all that time, and, and Connor and Chris and really have dedicated themselves to you know they've hired this great team. Um, and they've spent a lot of time, and they've revamped it. So, yes, it is a total rebuild.
4: You put re-tool. the motor in the car. Now you can actually drive it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I right. like that analogy. That's good. <laughs> it's a good one. Would you, you. <laughs> would you say it
3: actually still solves the same problem, though? Or I mean, are you still addressing – I mean, at, at its core, are you still trying to solve the same problem as the beer bug uh, did or, you know, the same market fit where you're, you're, you're targeting home brewers and, and the issue that they're having is they want to be able to track, you know, the fermentation and just you know that's 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 the core the, the core needs still here right so that, I, mean, I mean that's Absolutely. great and that's what's really exciting to me about it. I never had a chance to use the beer bug but that's what's really exciting about it was it you know gave you a way to watch sort of watch what's going on in your beer even when you know you weren't actually
2: yeah you know, and 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 that's why taking samples every every hour right, <laughs> right. yeah and and you exactly. know we used to, we used to talk <laughs> exactly. about that uh, you know as well and that's why I wanted Paul on is to talk about this transformation that has taken place with that product and it's <coughs> developed into the brew perfect because I think exactly right, Keith, those core needs are still out there. People still want this uh, this information. And we've Absolutely. you know extolled the virtues of having a product yeah. like this for years on this show. And I wanted I wanted Paul to come on to talk about what it is now and what it what it wasn't before and what it what it has become. And, and I think that's uh, – I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I've always thought it was a cool idea, um, and I'm excited to, to check out the Brew Perfect and, and, and you know, see, see what it
5: does, man, see how it works. Exactly. And that's – and, and what, that's exactly – I mean, Jason, that's – you crushed it. That's how we felt, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what made Connor and Chris – that's how they got so interested, and that's how they ultimately pulled me in, and, and we've got Cassie, and we've got Margaret, we've got this great team. It's what you just said. There's this great idea, this really cool technology that makes it literally makes life easier for home brewers, mm-hmm. and the only thing missing was that was that link between the <laughs> technology and the actual efficiency and effectiveness of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and now, and we've we've bridged that gap. We've made we've taken all the technology and and the, those core functions and made it work. So we've we've got an all new website, an all new app for for Apple and Android. Um, and this device, and, and I feel bad for not even describing what it does, and, and I'm sure you you guys already know, and I'm sure many of your listeners already know, but it's it it gives you accurate readings of, of your temperature, your specific gravity, and your alcohol by volume throughout the entire life cycle of the beer, so you don't ever have to open it up, and you've Put our device in there, and it sits there for as long as you want it to ferment. And actually, we just used it uh, a couple weeks ago. We brewed my first full batch of beer in my life, oh. and I tried it before when I was young. Yeah. Um, and I think, Jason, I may have told you this briefly. It was I tried it with my dad, and mm-hmm. we tried brewing beer when I was young, and I couldn't drink it when I was young. <laughs> but it didn't turn out so well. Right. Um, so then we tried root beer, and root beer didn't go so well either. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I know. So, so our track record was over for two for for the earlier part of my life, and then I went, you know, 15 years without trying it, and then we just did it, and it was awesome. My wife and I took a trip to to West Virginia, and I was watching my beer ferment. Not literally that it was closed; it was in the fermenter, but yeah. I was watching everything that happened. And um, it was an Oktoberfest that was supposed to have five and a half percent alcohol, roughly, and. We just let it keep going, and now it's got close to seven percent alcohol on in there.
2: So. <laughs> that sounds like we're a not brewery. mad about it. Yeah, you're a home brewer, dude. If you if you're you're brewing your batch of beer and it's fermenting, but it's not going quite as planned, you're a home brewer. That's- well, yeah, and I think for people that, that make beers like a,
4: like a Meritzen. Be the club? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're making a, a Meritzen or other loggers, it's nice to know when you get down to that um, you know few points of remaining gravity that you want when you want to start going into your lager phase and uh, know exactly where it's at. And also for me, I'm someone who makes a lot of meads, and um, Mm -hmm. in those you like to leave a little residual sweetness. So in some of them, if it's just starting to dry out to zero, I may want to stop the fermentation and and make it, uh, you know, Put some, leave, leave it, just kill the yeast and leave it uh, with some sweetness in it. And if you don't know where it is, you don't check every day, it'll, you'll, it might blow right past you if you're not able to watch it.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, traditional loggers too, like the diacetyl rest happens at what, 20, 25% of fermentation left. And it's a great way to also detect there instead of having to take readings and, and sort of figure that out. And I'm sure yeah. earlier you said you went down to West Virginia and there's there's some West Virginia jokes there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, from, I'm from Pennsylvania, so I, I, could, I could give you a lot of West Virginia jokes. You know, put that, You know, and why the alcohol was higher or whatever. You know, blah blah blah. blah. Exactly.
5: Like, there's uh, always a good West Virginia alcohol <laughs> joke. Joke. <I> think. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one
3: there. I knew you were going to say it. I am waiting for you. Ben. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly.
5: <laughs>
2: well paul I, yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on man and and telling us about the brew perfect and and all that kind of uh, the good information that we need to know uh, you know and, and I'll be look I'll be quite honest uh, you know the the last company before Connor uh, took it over um, you know we had some issues we were giving away, we were giving away products, and our listeners weren't receiving them. And we contacted Connor, I you know, found his information. I was like, Hey, my name is Jason, we're to we do this thing, whatever, I, I wanna keep track and Connor's like, I had no idea this was going on. I'm not only gonna make it good and give you give all your listeners their products, but we're gonna be you know, we're gonna be launching this new product and we and so I got to talking to Connor and, and I talked to Connor and Paul for about an hour just about homebrewing and, mm-hmm. and about how excited they were for the community to be Kind of rallying around a product like this, and uh, they didn 't have to do any of that stuff like make good on the promises of the other company, but they did and 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 more so and I, I just really respect that and I, so I want to thank you guys again paul for for doing that for our listeners and for the for the community because that's that 's who these people are that are listening to the show they're home we 're drinking homebrew right now we 're going to talk to a home brewer like this is this is who yep. we are man, and uh, you know we want to know this information, and this is a key point for us and uh, if we can get a product that works. Um, and that uh, is, uh, you know, you guys that has a, a, a manufacturer that stands by it as much as you guys have yeah. already without us even using it on the show. Uh, I, I, I'm excited about it. And I, I really yeah. appreciate it. Well, I imagine, too, oh, was, uh, <laughs> yeah. sounding like
4: the way it works, it sounds like it uh, would be also useful for pro brewers, too. So,
5: yeah. Right. Yeah absolutely we and and that's and first of all jason you're making me blush i really do appreciate that hey man that's what i do (laughs) i really do i mean that's 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 what we're doing it's it's my first time working with a a a very good friend of mine and and we're it's my first time trying to you know build a business and we Mm -hmm. want we are there's no way to do this other than standing by it we really appreciate you you giving us all the time and being patient and being that was a really fun conversation we had with you that time and i'm looking forward to many more
1: yeah for sure
5: um but yeah, we and we want to get you. We want to get you a brew perfect hydrometer in your hands as soon as possible too, so you can try it out. Cool. But it's um, that'd be great. Man. But yeah, we we yeah, absolutely. And as soon as it, so, just for anybody that's wondering, for for any of your listeners, or if you guys are curious, we have um, it is being developed or it's being manufactured as we speak. All the development, all the website applications, have all been um, redone and revamped, <laughs> and that's all finished. But the actual devices themselves are still in the assembly line. Um, yeah. I'm sure they shut down production today. It's in Virginia, but <laughs> tomorrow morning they'll, they'll they'll kick it right back off and they'll keep producing these these digital hydrometers, um, and they should be available for the first week of December, so a lot of people should be able to get them right by Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. You can, and you but, can um,
4: pre-order them now, or where, where do you go to find more
5: information about them? Yes. So you can go to brewperfect.com, mm-hmm. brewperfect.com. Um, this is our flagship. This is actually our only device that we can – that we have right now we're we're working on several others um and they should be available sometime in the next either six months to a year but this is our this is our flagship product this is what we're basing everything off of this brew perfect digital hydrometer you can check it out at brewperfect.com um for your listeners jason and for you well you guys are going to get one as soon as possible (laughs) But for your listeners we have a promo code it's brewing 10 all caps 10 brewing 10 for anybody that wants to they'll get 10 percent off if they want to buy it they want to check it out um, wow but that's we've got it I mean it, it will be ready to go soon and all everything's in place we've got the foundation that I think the beer bug was missing awesome and that was a that was a key thing for us so
2: yeah I hope so you guys I, have I'll been awesome it. oh yeah thanks man I, yeah.
5: You know, I appreciate it
4: hopefully we'll see you next, uh, next summer at Homebrew Con in Portland or if you guys can make it over oh we can't wait yeah
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, we're yeah we uh, we're right now we're trying to decide we're kind of fighting over who gets to go <laughs> we're going to have to <laughs> We're going to have to settle I don't know how we're going to do it. We can do an old-fashioned fist Arm wrestling. fight or, or draw straws, <laughs> or we might have to just brew. Maybe we'll each brew something and submit it to you guys for judging. <laughs> we got to figure know. something out. Hey, we would do that. Who's going? We would do that.
2: All right, Paul, I'm going to let you go, man. I appreciate the time, of course, and uh, go get some sleep. Guys, thank you so much <laughs> for having me on. Look oh. forward to talking to you again. All right, yeah, man. Take it man, easy. Paul. Thank you all. Have a good one. Thanks, Paul. Paul Makowski from CensorShare, which is, of course... Brew Perfect Wi-Fi Digital Hydrometer. Yeah, man, I, I I thought that was cool. I was talking to these guys, and I'm like, we need to get you guys on. Because not only this Paul have kind of a little radio voice going on, but uh, <laughs> but they, they believe in the product, man. And, you know, like I said, we've talked about Brew Bug a lot, uh, the beer bug or whatever it yeah. was. And, uh, you know, I, I I felt I felt like there was this hole of information where, you know, we kind of just stopped talking about it. And there's a lot of cool, interesting stuff happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it, it was a very pr- cool, promising technology,
4: but yeah, the, I yeah. think that execution could have been a little a little better there. But uh, boy, if they have perfected that thing, that's going to be a cool deal. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely.
3: I'm really excited to see how it actually fits into, like, say, carboys versus conicals, and how that actually all works, and and where you'd put it, and and e- you know, even that, you know, once you see that, like, who are they targeting? You know, like which what level of home brewer are they really going after because it seems like you know it's a uh, super cool sort of an idea and i think it can help people a lot to to get better at brewing and be more consistent and and sort of understand the fermentation process a lot so i think it's pretty exciting to overall just to to see it in action so um once it it comes in i'd be interested in just looking at the product and And kind of figuring out like how yeah how this how does this fit into your brewing day and your brewing brewing system. So
2: well, it sounds like we'll have a Doctor Homebrew one that Brian won't hork. (laughs) Brian has the old one. I do. So. I'm sure
3: he'll use it for his meads, which will ferment for about like six, <laughs> yeah. six years or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keith,
2: Brian's going to have yeah. first crack and he's going to do 12 meads with that. Uh, that 20% so.
4: ABV sack mead <laughs> is finally ready, you guys.
2: <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a real quick break. We've got one commercial for you, and then we're going to be right back at it with some beer. We're be drinking some beer and talking to Brian and, uh, you know, not our Brian, but uh, another Brian. Anyway, it's Dr. Homebrew. We will be right back.
1: Hello fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a backhouse in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer good stuff listen up you might learn something i certainly did and thanks for your support tasty crack games
0: now back to the examination
2: all right welcome back everybody Before we get Brian on, I do. I'm already on. Oh, hey, Brian. What are you doing, bruh? Oh, other Brian. Other Brian. What is this stupid. Oh, that's right. (coughs) Uh, I do want to tell you guys about more beer. You guys know more beer. For years, the folks at More Beer have been leading the charge when it comes to cool and unique home brewing equipment, like the Robo Brew, the easiest way to brew all grain. Made from stainless steel, the Robo Brew allows you to make nine gallons of beer all in one vessel. From boil to mash to cooling, the Robo Brew truly is self contained. If you're thinking about getting into all grain brewing, you should seriously consider the Robo Brew. Or. Up your fermentation game with the all new Fermentosaurus plastic conical. It has a nine gallon capacity, a stainless steel stand, a sturdy butterfly dump valve at the bottom, and the best part is it will hold up to 35 psi, so you can carbonate in this thing. Check out these awesome innovations and more over at morebeer.com. Cool. I saw the Fermi- Fermentosaurus at uh, HomebrewCon, and it was, uh, it was pretty cool, man. Is it shaped like a dinosaur? I wish it was. That would that would be <laughs> much better. He racks
3: little arms, the like tiny little arms on the side. They market it, it
4: towards four-year-olds. My
2: son would <laughs> love that thing. Hey, Brian, are you there? This is Brian. How you doing, man? Pretty good, you guys. Hey, you sound familiar. <laughs> have we talked to you before.
4: <laughs> we yeah. Have. Hey, Brian. How yeah. Are you, Brian. How's it going? You said that, that uh, nice
2: and a couple Brian, shows Brian.
4: ago.
6: Yeah, yeah. am drinking another glass of that now. So. All nice. right.
2: Perfect. Well, uh, we do have another beer from you, Brian. Which uh, which of Brian's beers are we drinking, Brian? Are we going to start with the, the milk stout? I mean, that
4: would make sensical order.
3: Sensical, yes.
4: Order is is key when you're a judge. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to judge the barrel stout or the uh, the milk stout first, yeah.
2: Let's do, okay, so we're going to hit the milk stout. Do you happen to have any of that in front of you, Brian?
6: Yeah, I got a bottle myself, but I put uh, nice. in the fridge about the same time I guess you guys got a bottle.
2: So. Awesome. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, let's. Uh, this, this is me there, Keith. No I, I, no. I need to get you one right oh, now. Oh, my God. Please. Never, never, never hesitate to give me beers. That's actually not true. Um, yeah, so we're going to do the milk stout. So, Brian, why don't you go ahead and start off on Brian's beers? Okay.
4: This is going to get confusing here, but. Uh,
2: <laughs> so,
4: I think this was.
3: Was smell this it, mine? Smell Just, it. Smell it. Yeah, that was yours. <laughs> yes, but
4: make sure you're, you're smelling the right one. Yeah. So in the nose, I'm getting a, um, a medium chocolatey malt, uh, some hints of dry roast. Um, not giving much impression of sweetness on the top here. Um, no real hops to be noted. Uh, there's hints of some triacole and like a kind of a light roast coffee. Not like a really rich uh, coffee, but... Uh, the esters seem pretty restrained in the in the nose. I'm not getting a big, huge, flowery fruitiness in there or anything like that. Or, you know, um, it's mostly just the malt. Uh, no, no diacetyl DMS. Um, it's it doesn't have that kind of. Sometimes you get that coffee and cream impression in the nose too on a on a milk stout, a sweet stout. I'm not really getting that. And there's a, a hint of something kind of spicy in there. I'm wondering if there's a little bit of phenolic going on, um, like a kind of a clove-like phenolic in the in the background. It's not real heavy, but it's kind of uh, something a little distracting in there. But uh, appearance-wise, it's a dark brown. Seems fairly clear. Uh, from, hard to tell by the color, but you can see through it pretty well. Um, the it has a low light tan head that that had mostly finer bubbles stuck around pretty well. Not not stellar. Not it Was just okay, had retention. It, it didn't fade like instantly, so it stuck around a while. Um, then in the flavor, the um, getting kind of a a diner coffee impression, light chocolate with dry roast lurking behind that. Um, almost like a dry stout. <laughs> um, getting a light spicy phenolic behind them all. It's not again not really heavy, but but there's a little bit of a kind of a clove like thing in there. Uh, a little bitterness. Definitely finishes dry and kind of minerally. Uh, the balance is, is still to the malt, as it should be, uh, which is good. Coffee comes through in the aftertaste. And, uh, you know, uh, kind of medium-low esters. It's not, like, super fruity in the flavor either to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, kind of a little fermentation with perhaps something else going on in there creeping in. But, uh, yeah, just kind of dry, which was not to the style. Mouthfeel feel-wise... I got a medium bit of astringency in there. Medium, medium light astringency. Um, it's just a bit biting and not as um, creamy smooth as hoped. The carbonation was medium. Uh, no obvious alcohol warmth in there. I kind of okay there. It shouldn't have a big boozy thing going on or anything. And medium bodied, which is fine. Uh, it's a... I felt it was uh, overall, you know, a decent attempt at a stout, just kind of missing the mark on the, the style that was declared for it. Uh, many of the desired elements of the sweet stout are, are just not quite there. I want to get that kind of coffee and cream impression. I want to get a, a little fuller, richer sweetness. Um, and it's just something is, is drying out the body of this beer a little too much. And uh, I was just speculating that perhaps something could be getting loose in the beer, um, And uh, like a wild yeast, perhaps. And that's pumping up some of those phenolic and spicy notes there, distracting from the the style as well. So, you know, I thought it was a a pretty good beer. I gave it a a 28. And, uh, yeah, that's where I
3: landed on that one. Okay. Keith. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So for, for me, for aroma, I got some fruity pear esters. I thought they were actually around medium. So I got a little more esters than Brian did. Uh, I got some caramel really faint roast uh, I also got a little soapiness no hops medium uh, toastiness uh, some biscuit uh, and as as Brian said as well I got a, a, a hint of clove in the nose and some licorice and you know as it warms a little bit I get a little alcohol as well in the beer hmm Appearance-wise, I'd say it's deep brown, um, not opaque. Uh, so it's a, I also thought it was a little on the light side for the style, um, but, you know, maybe even a little too light. Uh, appears to have a fair amount of carbonation, uh, fairly clear, I already mentioned that, I think. Uh, light tan head, uh, long-lasting. Um, overall, I thought I'd give it a two in terms of appearance. Um, Flavor-wise, uh, light malt, uh, notes of chocolate and biscuit. Um really the roast is is for me very very low, uh, almost non-existent. Um the sweetness is medium, uh bitterness was medium low, but because of the dryness of the beer overall, I thought the the bitterness came through uh probably a little bit higher than I would like. No hot flavor, uh I got notes of licorice again and clove. Um so it's not perfectly clean and picking up a little of those phenols in the flavor. Uh no diacetyl. Ester, esters are medium in flavor, um, medium body. Uh, felt like it could have even a little bit more body for the style. Uh, carbonation was medium. Uh, lacks the the big residual sweetness I would expect in a sweet stout. Um, light warming. Uh, really very low mild astringency. Overall impression to me, it almost felt like, like an imperial mild uh, more than it than <laughs> it did a. Uh, sweet stout or even like a, even a, you know, it's not, it's drier, but I felt like it lacked the roast to be something like a dry stout. Uh, the roast was too, you know, the roast was too subdued. It wasn't sweet enough. Um, the, the liquor sort of flavor was interesting, but I thought the, the, the phenol was a little bit off and, uh, you know, the, that sort of clove phenol. So I'd watch, uh, you know, watch your sanitation there, make sure you don't get any wild yeast, uh, issues um and uh overall i gave it a 25.
2: all right excellent cool all right brian you're you're up man you have any questions for uh for the homies over here
6: yeah well i don't know i think we we'll, might see this more in the next beer if we're going to do the next beer. but this beer is about a year and a half old okay. and i'm wondering if some of those quotes flavors and stuff are kind of an oxidation or something that might be coming in later. Um, I'm drinking it now, and I remember it being a little bit different, but uh, Mm. I'm just kind of wondering if clove taste can come from an aged type of beer, or is that uh, just something different that I never picked up before?
3: My guess would be that, I mean, clove isn't really an oxidation flavor, but it could be a a very light Wild yeast infection, and when you first had it, like you know, the, the wild yeast wasn't really going crazy in any way. And over time, it's been slowly eating away at the beer, and that would give it sort of the the less residual sweetness, and also just sort of more pronounced clove flavor. Oxidation would be more like a sherry note, or or papery, or cardboard, or some of the things I would expect to see from uh, oxidation. But over time, like the beer would change, especially if there's like a, a very very mild. Uh, you know, infection.
6: Okay. Uh, Brian. Yeah. And so this beer, this beer is a party guile off of the next beer. So it was the next beer of an Imperial stout. And this was kind of my party guile. what should I do with the second runnings and <laughs> try to make it a sweet stout?
2: So, well, how um, could he? So we're we're gonna do the imperial stout on the next show. Just push it out because we're up, mm-hmm. we're up against the time here a, a little bit on this show. Yeah. But what could we do? To, well, and it's also a year and a half.
4: Yeah.
2: I, just, I would just beer. not age this beer that long. How, yeah. how
4: strong is the beer? Um, yeah, when I had it,
6: time it uh, was about six point three. Okay. From about uh, ten sixty one to ten
4: fifteen. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's about right for the style. Yeah. You're getting a little. Keith was getting a little more alcohol than I did, I think, but uh, yeah, I can get a little bit in there as it warms up.
2: I mean, I, I was also questioning if it had like some rum in it. Rum, yeah, or like oh. bourbon, oh. like because just these kind of darker, deeper flavors. Maybe it's that oxidation. from I mean, a year and a half, like a little sherry-like or something. Yeah, so, like something, some something, just some kind of refined alcohol. Yeah, because I was getting some heat also. It's still kind could of be in oxidizing life. in there. Yeah, yeah. And it, do you guys think that is just age, and and Brian should just. Slam all these in one night. <laughs> Although, yeah, like
4: things like sherry, like, and that kind of come up in the stronger beers. Like, it's a, with a six percent, or you wouldn't think you'd get that much. It would turn into paper and cardboard before that.
3: Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the thing with party guile, just in general, I mean, you're gonna get less intense flavors, and you'll get, you know, some some residual sugars there. You know, like some. I'm sorry, you'll get some sugars from the, you know, the, the second runnings, but I think even the the intensity of the roast kind of goes down as well. So if I were doing, like, a party guile for, like, a stout, and I don't know, I I would consider actually even, like, steeping some dark malt or adding more dark malt in the sparge or or something along the lines to to bump up the dark malt a little more in the party guile because I feel like you may have some residual you know i keep saying the word residual that's not really the right word but you'd have some sugars left over remaining yeah remaining remaining gravity essentially but you Hmm. don't you're really you know the the flavors also you're you're stripping out some of the flavors as you sparge or as you run off so you may have more sugars left and and in some ways it's almost like more like a, a brown or something you could do from it and maybe that's a little it's a little too intense for that but it's kind of trapped somewhere in between i feel like a uh a brown in a in a stout like sort of thing and and once again a year and a half like roast also would, would it fades be, yeah fades. yeah, it fades as well, yeah. As well. and then with
4: the partigal thing too if you're the second running is going to be a little more astringent naturally it's, it's going to pull more of that husky nature out of the grain oh. uh, whereas with a smooth uh silky milk stout you're going to want that that rich sweetness of the the more of the first runnings, I think I would think, you know. That's still I'm sure when it was fresher it tasted a lot better and would have scored a lot higher, you know, into the thirties, I'm sure. So it's just it's just gone gone downhill. It's not horribly oxidized, which is good considering how old it is. So um yeah, just, just past its prime, I would say. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I think even like, yeah, I kind of- I feel
6: like just,
4: uh go ahead.
3: Go ahead, I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead, please. Oh, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, which Brian <laughs> here's like, which Brian should be <laughs> yeah. speaking right now. Um, no, what I was saying even with like a, a sweet stout, like you know how to get a, a dark malt character and not make it too astringent, and like you can balance the amount of malt you use. And there's also methods of like, hey, let me add the the dark grain at the sparge or or do a cold steep. And then there's a lot of different ways to to sort of get get flavors that that you're looking for there. That don't give you too much astringency. I don't think that's really the problem here, um, but it could just be a matter of age. Like like Brian Brian One or you Brian Two. I'm trying to figure out which Brian I should call you. Koopa, uh, Brian Koopa. Yes, uh, but go ahead. Sorry, Brian uh, Two uh, on on the on the phone. Uh, go ahead, continue, please.
2: Are <laughs> no, we there,
6: Brian? Did we lose him? Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, I missed. I, I missed what. Uh...
2: That's all right. Uh, you were you were in the middle of something, uh, or you and Keith were kind of talking at once. So what what were you uh, what were you about to say? Oh, I don't know. I already forgot. That now, so. <laughs> we're good at confusing people. I mean, I guess I guess the question <laughs> is like, why? You know, were you were you trying to? We are you intentionally trying to find a beer that you can age for this long, um, it, or did you just happen to have it around? Because I think that's kind of important. Uh, if you're doing a party guy, maybe a year and a half aged beer isn't. That, that, yeah, and that no, that's I just kind of
6: happened to have around. The the other beer that was the, the focus of the beer I meant to age out um – but this one, I just had to happen around. I thought, oh, it would be fun to
5: share here. Okay. Well, so. you're, you're
4: brewing too much beer that you can't drink it fast enough. That's the, <laughs> that's a good problem to have, <laughs> right?
3: Hey, everybody, does everybody on the like listening on the show like raise your hand if you're listening on the show and you don't know what party guile is? I don't think we ever explain exactly what.
2: No, like, but I think we should save it for the next show. <laughs>
4: party Guile. let's save
2: it for the next show because it's because we're going to be talking about the original batch on that. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. Any 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 actual information? Let's not this, give out this, right this now. It's Like
3: a cliffhanger, then. Yeah. So. yeah that That's walks true. into your
2: party and says, hey, I'm the party guy. <laughs> That's right. He has all the pills. Uh, Brian, thanks, man, for uh, sending this beer in. Uh, we're going to let you go, but, of course, we're going to talk to you probably in about 15, 20 minutes again.
6: Right well, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the beer and give me some uh, pointers on it.
2: Yeah. Cheers, yeah. Thank you, man. All right, we'll talk to you right. soon. There. Cool. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Before we take a break... Have you seen the free Brew Guru app? We've talked about the Brew Guru app. It's from the folks at the AHA. It delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. You can find deals and save money on beer food, and brewing supplies. Well, I just thought I said that. Uh, you can level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Homebrewers Association and Zymergy Magazine, and use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. You can get the app today. It's free, of course, on the uh, Android and the iPhone uh, whatevers whatever they're called, the phones, smart devices. Yeah. Go to homebrewersassociation.org and you can learn all about it. Uh, it's a cool little app, man, and it ties in with your Zymer G, or not your Zymer G, your uh, AHA membership. So when you come into the, one of these places that the app tells you that you can get ten percent off wings or whatever, Does it you also direct you
4: to like um, places like uh, barbers where you can get your beard trimmed or
2: that shaped? You should. Uh, I don't think so, but you should. So, judging by their logo, I thought maybe <laughs> you should uh, write that in as a um, yeah as a suggestion. Beard shaping bars. Yeah. Well, I don't have a need for that, but oh, no. but you could. Of friends of mine. could. That's the thing. Uh,
3: Brian, probably not.
2: No. No? not I, can, a, I could use that, but... You're not a beard guy? Not a beard grower? Yeah, that's all right. Hey, man, you know what? Emotionally, you're a beard grower, <laughs> and that's why we like you. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about some more stuff. Hang on, we'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing?
0: Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, 5 Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star San, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers and more. 5 Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses and valves. And 5 Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit five starchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today
1: i'm sorry to tell you this but we're gonna have to pour you out
0: back to dr homebrew
2: Hey, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Brian Cooper has an important announcement to bring to you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop air
4: drumming on the table. Uh, Is that really air drumming, though? Yes. That's just drumming. Just drumming, I guess. Drumming with a pen. Pencil. Pen Mechanical pencil. Pencil drumming. So, uh, yeah, White Labs, have you heard about the... Two strains White Labs added to the vault for home brewers. For the collection of specialty one-of-a-kind strains, WLP-066 London Fog Ale Yeast and WLP-073 Artisanal Country Ale Yeast are now available for pre-orders by visiting whitelabs.com slash the vault. And once each strain reaches 150 orders, White Labs will release the yeast and ship it directly to your doorstep. And it's going to be like, hey, surprise, I'm here. <laughs> The yeast will talk to you. Uh, There's good news for professional brewers, too. If you want to access any vault strains for your next brew day, just place a minimum order of 1.5 liters through yeastman.com or by contacting a customer service representative. Uh, Are you all about the haze craze? The WLP066 London Fog Ale Yeast is a great choice for those hazy New England-style IPAs that JP loves so well. (laughs) And WLP073 Artisanal Country Ale Yeast is perfect for your next... Beer to God, or other farmhouse style ale. Don't wait, homebrewers! Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault to learn more and place a pre order today.
2: Very good. Look at that. <clears throat> You're a trained professional now. Well, we could have got Paul to read We'd be even better. That's that's probably true. That is probably true. Okay, well, uh, in case you guys uh, have not been paying attention, we had one guest on today, Brian. That means Brian wins the Grog Tag hey, Brian. gift certificate. That's pretty good for Brian. His beer is going to look good. His beer is going to look good. Uh, and if he's uh, after any water treatments, he can get the iDip. dip. a smart brew water testing kit, home or commercial use, everybody. So if you're looking to graduate into pro-brewing, God damn it, get an iDip. You can use it now, you can use it later, you can do all over the place. It pairs via Bluetooth, ups your, updates your water uh, results instantly, and you can email the results to the rest of your brew team or post it on your Facebook page and your homebrew club. Get the lowdown on your base water profile. It has the ability to test over 40 different water quality tests, and I think you can do stuff like, um, like pool water and shit like that, too. Which I think would be kind of cool. If you got a pool and you want, yeah. you know, you can. Uh,
3: you, like, use it on your hot tub and detect if someone's peed in your hot tub. <laughs> if any pee?
2: What's that? That might be That might be the 41st test. We'll see. Too much yellow. <laughs> uh, alkal- you can test for total alkalinity, chloride, calcium, hardness, pH, sulfate, and more with only four mils of water needed for each test. So check it out go to smartbrewkit.com enter code TBN10 at checkout and save 10 bucks on either mm-hmm. the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit.
3: Yeah, those guys are cool. You, you guys yeah, taken like the pH em. of your urine before?
2: <laughs> no. Can't no. say. That I, I have. do have pH strips at home
4: though now and you've given me a great idea for after the show. Keith is a party guy. Start with uh, Why would you, know, you do
3: pregnancy it? test and then oh, and yeah. pH strips and do the whole thing. I mean, that's uh-huh. probably what a pregnancy test is, right? Just I mean, pH? I don't know. What is it? I, I, think I think imagine it, there's some sort of it tests enzyme for the, or
2: the some pregnancy hormone, hormone, I
4: think. Yeah, something.
2: How do. Hey, how Siri. do pregnancy tests work? <laughs> uh, a hormone, yeah, called human coronic gonadropin. Nice. <laughs> gonadropin. Yeah, or nice. HCG. <laughs> JP, your gonadropin is off the charts. <laughs> Thanks, Boo. <laughs> oh, whatever uh-huh. uh man i'm uh, i'm excited boys i i'm driving down to disneyland tomorrow and for your birthday not for my birthday no no uh but we are we're recording so i do the ears up podcast which is a yeah. disneyland podcast we're recording our 100th episode a, at ralph brendan's downtown disney on saturday wow it's kind of cool we rented the rented the uh the balcony out and we're gonna i don't know Fucking hopefully not shit the bed for two hours. <laughs> uh, so I'm nervous about nice. it, man. So I've been doing a lot of work on that, and I got to go home and do a bunch more work tonight. Where do we listen live for that? How do we? It's not going to be live. Well, okay, uh, you know, but you can go to earsuppodcast.com. E A R Z E A R Z hyphen P O D C A S T dot com. There's an up in there somewhere. Yeah, on that
3: show, are you doing a cross promotional thing for Doctor Homebrew as well, or how does that work? Of course,
2: yes, of course I am. Of course, why Do you wouldn't listen I listen to all our other podcasts, Disney yeah. people? <laughs> that's right. It's <laughs> the, out
4: there listening to Doctor Homebrew. All you dads yeah. that are headed over to Germany to get wasted.
2: Here's a podcast uh, as a proud supporter of the Brewing Network's Doctor Homebrew. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know there are like crossover listeners, which is kinda oh, cool. Like every once in a while nice. I get an email from people like, Oh, I've heard about you from the Bury Network. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But uh people are paying like fifty bucks <laughs> if I can come and see this and I'm just Wow. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, Oh shit, it's in two days. I gotta And the charm lessons are tomorrow. Uh, <sighs> if, right. It's hard it's hard not dropping the occasional <laughs> F bomb on that show, man. It's <laughs> <really
3: good. laughs> Mouse. It's tough, man. <laughs> well, and
2: then we do so, like, we have Patreon, which is like crowdfunding, but it's, yeah. not, it's like a monthly donation thing. And we do a, a secret show where we drink and we do Disney news and we curse on there. And sometimes you have to stop and remember <laughs> what show am I actually doing right now because it's all the same fucking content. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy, man, but uh, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a good time. Well, congratulations on the 100th. Thank there, you very yeah, much. It's right pretty good. Three years of fucking radio shows, man. Uh, Before we get out of here, Great Fermentations, GR8 Fermentation, they are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, but they're also on the internet at greatfermentations.com. They offer top-notch customer service, same-day shipping on many items, and, probably the best thing, the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. So if you're into Blickman products and you want to know how to use them, you want to purchase them, go to greatfermentations.com, follow them on all the socials. Uh, they're good folks. Is that it? Are we done? That's it, bro. All
4: right, we're done. Thanks for listening, people. Yeah,
2: if you're listening, if you're listening live, uh, just you know, give us about five minutes, and we'll be back on with Brian and talking about party guile beer, and talking about what, answering the burning question that Keith posted: what is a party guile system? And then I think Keith has some more beer for us. I believe, yes. Yeah?
3: Brian, Brian, and Brian do.
2: Are we oh shit, we have beer. Nice gonna be a good show all right everybody uh thanks a lot for tuning in and until next time send jp uh, a birthday beer send jp a birthday beer i almost did my sign out for my disney show that's how (laughs) stupid i'm like keep your ears up and here i'll do it right now all right until next time everyone we'll see you in the parks